0: what is up everybody to the nations worldwide this is the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle we are your hosts mike pletz and natalie Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to follow along with everything we've got going on in the world of to the nations worldwide and help us by subscribing to this podcast if you're still listening to this podcast online go to your podcast app if you're using an iphone or your google play uh, stitcher and give us a subscribe there search for travel couple podcasts will come up and leave us a review it helps us get this word out about this podcast And even share this with your friends, with your family, or go to patreon.com slash to the nations worldwide to see how else you can help us spread the to the travel couple podcast. In today's episode, we're joined by Danielle and Tristan of We Did That. They're a married travel couple who decided to, to take the leap and to travel the world together, documenting their journeys along the way on their Instagram page and online. We talk with them about their decision to take the leap into the world of travel and how they find the time to manage their lifestyle. You can see them at heywedidthat.com and on their Instagram page at instagram.com slash that. So without further ado, here's our interview with Danielle and Tristan. We are joined by Danielle and Tristan of We Did That. They are a married travel couple who travel around the world on a sabbatamoon. A sabbatical plus a honeymoon, documenting their journeys on their Instagram page at instagram.com/slash-we-did-that, and on their website at HeyWeDidThat.com. did Hello, Danielle and Tristan, and welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thanks hey, so much
2: how's for having it going? You.
0: Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, let's just get started here to get to know a little bit about the two of you. Uh, first off, kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do.
1: Yeah. So. Tristan and I are both originally from Minnesota. We met each other uh, about 12 years ago when we were teenagers, and we were set up on a blind date actually because we're we're both over six feet tall, so um, we were both kind of looking for for a tall partner. And, um, <laughs> and as
2: Minnesotans, you know, we 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 count ourselves as the most uh, Canadian Americans. We we heard that you were Canadian,
0: so yes, that's very true. <laughs>
1: So um, we dated throughout college, and after we graduated, we decided to head to San Francisco. So we had been living in San Francisco over the past five or six years, um, working both working in technology startups. Tristan started a couple companies, and I worked at Lyft for, for about five years. So... After spending some time in Silicon Valley, we decided um, upon getting married that we wanted to travel the world more, take some time off um, both thinking about uh, growing family and um, taking a little bit of a break from, from the, the daily working world to, to see more of, of kind of what was out there because travel has always been a, a huge passion of ours.
0: Gotcha. So travel has, what kind of influenced yourselves to begin this travel lifestyle? Was travel always part of your uh, upbringing when you guys were in your families and everything?
2: Uh, We actually, you know, it might be kind of, you know, the grass is greener sort of thing. We didn't actually travel a lot uh, with either in both of our families. We grew up uh, in Minnesota and North Dakota and stayed kind of to visiting family in like Ohio or, Back to North Dakota for Danielle, and so we uh, we we kind of got into travel like after meeting each other, and we you know every time we had like a vacation, we kind of started out in the corporate world, and we're like, okay, we're gonna make these two weeks like really great. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved to San Francisco, you know, we started to see, you know, people, you know, it's very much an immigrant city and people are from other parts of the U.S. or other parts of the world and, you know, see how people kind of just like led different lives and lived in the gray area, so to speak, uh, where, you know, sometimes companies would have actually sabbatical plans. Uh, I think Lyft Lyft has, has one for shorter periods, like one to three months. And so things like that, and they were like, "Wow, we should really, you know, we've been planning, we thinking about, you know, taking a longer one-way ticket trip for a long time, and we kind of used our wedding last year as an excuse to do it."
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. So your wedding, uh, where did you guys go for that?
1: Our wedding was in in Minnesota, because okay. um, that's where all of our our families are. Um, and we had we had a pretty big wedding we had uh, about 250 people big for big for Minnesota I guess okay. um, and we kind of called it our, our wedding festival so it wasn't wasn't super traditional we had like fire spinners and trails in the woods with lights and uh, hookah set up and henna tattoos so we wanted to make it a little bit more more artsy. Um, we're big fans of Burning Man, so we, we took a lot of influence from Burning Man. That's
0: really cool. Nice. And then did you guys uh, immediately just start traveling the world right after that?
2: We gave it like a few months until we got to the end of the year because we thought that'd be a good breaking point. And that's kind of when we like took time off from our jobs and we're like, all right, we're like January. We're going to start and and leave it open-ended. And so that's when we did, and we went to Mexico City first for about a month.
0: Gotcha, very nice. All right, so let's just jump into talking more about your travels. And when I get into this, I like to ask a simple two-word question to our guests. But it's a simple question, but for so many people it has such a complex response, and that is, why travel?
1: Good question. I think for us, Um, we travel to have new experiences and to meet new people. Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to get stuck in a bubble and stuck in a routine of where you are and who you surround yourself with. And every time that we've traveled, we've come away with um, some sort of experience of, um, something we can we can come back with and say we met this person and we heard about you know how they grew up or or um, about how they do things in their city and it's just so different from from our own um, day-to-day lives and so for us I think it has a lot to do with learning and, and helping us understand um, more about different people in, in different places
2: yeah and, I mean and I would add to that like learn more about each other too. And I like that you had, you know, you kind of talk about relationships on some of the podcasts because I think that was also a huge like point for us where we're like, okay, what can we do to be really intentional and thoughtful about traveling this year? And, you know, naturally we're going to learn more and be in different experiences that we haven't been in before with each other and things like that. But we, uh, we did a bunch of like couples communication uh, classes and then like I've been kind of practicing different uh, routines to kind of allow ourselves to become better communicators to become uh, better partners for each other
0: yeah that's that's really interesting too that you guys went out and did that to really you know intentionally try to strengthen your relationship and, and travel is the really the greatest practice to be able to take what you've learned in those courses and, and to really apply it so traveling together well first where were the two of you last where are you right now and where are you traveling to next
1: so our most recent trip was we went to scotland um, tristan is really into his gene- genealogy he's worked with his grandmother over the years um, to learn more about where he came from and so his um i think he's five five generations, five generations. Out. From, um from being uh, from being in Scotland mm-hmm. and so we went um, to Edinburgh and Glasgow and found a bunch of the um, his like his like family um, kind of places so our last name is Pollock and so there's a Pollock castle and a Pollock park um, and just a ton of a ton of like rich history um, telling about his family so it was that was really rewarding to be able to experience that and we've talked about that for so long. Currently, we're in Ireland, um, right outside of Dublin. Uh, my my parents uh, are living here for about two years. My mom was transferred here through her job, and so um, she's got a, They've got a few more months left here, so we're kind of taking some downtime, um, some family time. We haven't seen family since since last Christmas. Um, so we're just kind of hanging out with them and laying low. And then this weekend we're heading to Munich to go to Oktoberfest. My my brother wants to do his 35th birthday celebration at Oktoberfest. So um, we're packing packing a lot into a little bit of time.
0: That's really awesome. Very nice. And in being in Ireland, uh, you said you guys are in Dublin, correct? Yes. What what should a couple do if they're in Dublin? What is like your number one recommendation?
2: Probably go to the uh, the long hall at the Trinity College Library. It's pretty. It was pretty busy when we went there, but it's just this like beautiful long hall of like books dating back to the 15th century. Oh wow! And I'd actually I'd add a I'd add a recommendation to that after going that if you can and you have enough time and I'm not sure how if it costs money or not, but you can rent a reading room and actually look and look through some of these books. So I think that would be like a really cool way to get the full experience and like some of the they had this uh, one book there that was on display called the book of Kells one of the oldest like translations of the Bible uh, from Ireland uh, that they have and it's just like really ornate really decadent like you know gold uh, encrusted paint and things like that and so it was it, that was all in this uh, same uh, exhibit and, and next to the long haul
0: that's really really cool that's really interesting I didn't even know about that one I was expecting more of uh, you know going to the Guinness uh, factory or, or the uh, brewery, but is that in Dublin?
2: They've been they've been trying to get us to go, uh, especially Danielle's brother to the Guinness uh, the Guinness brewery, but we haven't went yet. You know, to be honest, uh, don't tell the Irish, but I'm not a huge fan of that uh, style of beer. Yeah, but you never know, we might go uh, when. We'll, we'll probably come back you know it's we've we really relish the time that we have the downtime that we can have and it's uh, it's been really like nice and beautiful to kind of just hang out uh, in Ireland and go hiking and stuff
0: nice that's awesome so you guys have obviously traveled quite a bit together and with that comes many different types of experiences but first what has been your most rewarding traveling experience together
2: most rewarding yeah wow um I don't know, you know, I think we've, we had a really rewarding experience in Albania. Um, we've been kind of because of, you know, this is a Sabata moon. We've been doing kind of like sometimes work on and off Mm -hmm. and we working kind of just part time with, uh, young entrepreneurs, early stage startups in, in Tirana, Albania. And it's a place that's like thought of as, you know, a little bit like, Maybe a little scary. A lot of Europeans look at at Albania as like, okay, they they had like they for a while they used to be, uh, like a, the North Korea of Europe. They were so they had this kind of uh closed off government, um, a dictator that built two hundred thousand something bunkers around the country that you can still see everywhere today, hmm. and and so people like you know weren't really sure when we were going there. They're like, yeah, I would never go to Albania, and it ended up being this really beautiful experience amazing people uh, it was really great to like to have a part in helping grow the entrepreneurial scene and and just like even like untouched nature uh, in a lot of places for whether it's rafting or kayaking and like these kind of fjord like mountains in the north or in the south uh, you know like the uh, ocean that t- you know touch it, heads to the Mediterranean Sea it's just a, a really beautiful place and I think that was really rewarding on a, a personal level on a, like a relationship connection level because we had a whole month there and it was kind of halfway through the trip and uh, and just you know overall
0: yeah very nice yeah I've, I've actually never thought about going to Albania but it's definitely a country that you hear of more and more and more uh, and I've heard only good things about it from people traveling there so it's really nice to hear that about a country so with traveling, like I said, many different types of experience. So I want to hop into a, into a different direction and ask you, what has been your most awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experience?
1: Mm, that's a really good question. I think it takes it takes a lot for us to feel like awkward or or embarrassed. Um, I think hilarious is like when it's just hilariously bad. We've had some really long challenging travel days um one that comes to mind is we we use our credit card points to book hotels oftentimes mm-hmm. and so yeah. we booked one in Rwanda in Kigali the the capital city and it was called the Great Apartment Hotel and as soon as we get there we're like oh we're checking in and this is our reservation and they're like oh well, you, you need to pay, and we're like, no, we used our credit card points, and they're like, oh, so your credit card probably went through Expedia, right? So well, we don't accept Expedia reservations. And we're like, but we we already paid; it's non-refundable. There's not really a way for us to like get our money back at this point. They're asking us to pay double, and so then we had about two two and a half hours going between. Um, the credit card customer service and trying to talk to the hotel front desk and just trying to like figure out, can we just get into our room and figure this out later because we're exhausted and taken an all day to get there.
2: We had, had just come from, uh, and Impenetrable Forest and, and hiking with the gorillas. And so we had driven from Uganda into Rwanda and all the way to Kigali. And then the African union was hosting an event there because the president of Rwanda is the head of the African union. And so they had shut down all the roads, and they were talking, discussing free trade in AU, and we're like, and so it took us like ten times longer than it needed to get there. Then we spent those two and a half hours longer in the lobby trying to figure this out, and we ended up like discovering the whole thing was like some sort of scam. Oh, it was wow. like hooked up to some other account, but like no one ever admitted it, and that was the weirdest thing. It's like everyone like was like scamming with a smile on because we we're like, <laughs> like, we're like, well, the the credit card company is calling the front desk and someone's answering and we're sitting there and like they had no one had called and they're like like someone's answering and they're saying that like you're there and it's all good and i'm like what
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's definitely really interesting did it was it all resolved later did you guys have to to buy an extra another room
1: no we they ended up figuring it out i think and and we stayed there it was only for a few days and, and it was fine but it was just one of those those days where it was like so frustrating that it was yeah. hilarious you just have to look back at it and laugh a little bit
0: definitely so turning us in, in another direction and that could classify maybe during the time as as a bad travel experience but when you're able to look back on it it turns into a really funny experience but do you guys have a a worst travel experience or a really bad travel experience that you'd want to share?
1: I think the the thing that comes to mind is we opted to do a safari in the Serengeti during ra- rainy season in April, and so we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into. It was going to be, you know, rain kind of. rain showers every day, kind uh-huh. of often, but they were also saying it could be really good to see the animals because... It's not so hot and dry, so the animals are sometimes out a little more often. And we did. We saw every animal you you can imagine out there, Um, and and we were doing kind of an overland camping trip. So we had one Jeep safari car was filled with our tents and our sleeping bags and our supplies, and then the other Jeep was filled with with us, the humans. Mm -hmm. And so the supply Jeep kind of went ahead of us to go set up camp for the night while we went on our safari during the day. And that so they're ahead of us. And then we get to um, a point where, you know, that we're on a road and in front of us, there's this like raging river. And they're like, well, we're going to be here for a little while. And we're like, what are you talking about? They're Like, this used to be a road, but the road looks like the road is washed out because there's a flash flood. And so this river was huge. And there were, like, cars stuck in the middle of it. Mm. And um, there were probably about 50 cars line, lined up, different safari cars. And there's no way around. I mean, this is in, in the Serengeti. There's no way. Like, you can't just kind of drive around it. There's not another road or alternate route. So we ended up sleeping in the car and staying for about 15 hours until the river cleared out. And um, it was a crazy experience. We were eating Pringles for dinner. And we were so frustrated and by the time we crossed, um, we got stuck in the mud again for like another two hours.
2: No way. Um,
1: the sun's the,
2: starting to come up. And- the sun's
1: coming up. And by that time, they're like, well, because we had paid for like a three day safari. So they're like, well, we're going to go saf- safari again starting at 8 a.m. So if we have about an hour, we're going to like stop at a facility's place and brush our teeth and wash our faces and then basically get back in the car. Like there's no napping involved, right? So, um, it was, it was like kind of terrible in the moment cause you're so tired, but then you, we turn around a bend and we're in the N'Goro-Goro crater and there's like giraffe, like, like 30 giraffe crossing the road and we're like, well, we can't complain. This is pretty.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah.
2: The saving grace of it all, I think, was, like, it's definitely, like, a fond story. I think we we look back on all the stories, it's pretty fun, regardless of if they were, how we felt in the current, you know, how our experiencing self felt, but then, uh, when we were stuck at the river, we're like, well, why don't we just take a shot at fixing the problem, and so we, we basically, we picked up a boulder and, like, threw it into the river, and it caused this, like, waterfall effect that, like, there were like a, there was like fifty, hundred people like all of a sudden just started helping us throw like rocks into the river and we like built up maybe like one third of the way through.
0: <laughs> nice, that's awesome.
2: Were, like a log in, just <laughs> <laughs> but it was it. Was, it was a, definitely a cool uh, experience it's just of like camaraderie in in the moment of people with like a similar, you know, everyone stuck here as the same cause that we're gonna try to do something about it.
0: definitely. And, and that's such a great way to look at travel is to, you know in the moment, it's it's not fun. it uh, it can definitely get on your nerves at some points. but to be able to look back on those moments and take the positive things out of them is is so crucial. and especially, in your relationship too, because traveling it brings about so many things that uh aren't planned, aren't expected, and and which brings us to our next point is how do you guys feel traveling has affected your relationship together?
2: I mean I think it's affected us in a really, really positive way. And sometimes it's really subtle. Like you don't even really know, you know, like exactly how to explain like how you feel closer or, like, how you're, you know, a better communicator or whatnot. And then in, in other ways, it's really, like, obvious. And, like, you know, like, you know, the ability to come to, like, kind of understand and read the person better, and like, you know, morph into, like, the type of communication or the type of support that they need. And I think I think there's some things that, you know, are more obvious like that. What do you think, Dan?
1: Yeah, I think we're, we're learning to be more patient with one another because you're basically spending – all of your waking moments together and so you're relying on each other for for a lot a lot of different types of support that you haven't had to rely on your partner for before, because you have a community, you have close friends, and you have family around. And now we don't often get a lot of that in-person interaction. We have a lot of in-person interaction with each other, and then also with a lot of new people. So, um, just kind of learning the the best way to support one another and to communicate, and um, how to how to talk, speak to each other when one of us is tired or hungry or Um, You know, because it can be so easy to to be, you know, impatient, especially when you're on the road.
0: Definitely. And 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 yeah, like I like I hear you guys say, patience, patience is so key. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and And I would add one more thing, too, is like our like this kind of like idea of like the third alternative. And and that's like been kind of like a cornerstone, I think, of like some of our communication or like when we're trying to decide like what to do or where to go or like we have different perspectives on things or different needs. Then, like figuring out how to like not compromise in between those, but come up with a, a new third alternative that could like satisfy both of the underlying values of what we want to accomplish out of that. Whether that one is com- you know, Danielle may want comfort and I want adventure, and one we I was suggesting let's go this place, but she, but we find that we can actually get both of those in this other place that we that we both also really want to go to. And so, I think that this idea of like a third alternative has been really powerful mm-hmm. and it leads to like challenging you a bit. It's like, you know, and I think a lot of that, like that learning and growth we've had is like, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge. And it's kind of, you look at it as a learning opportunity. And then when you look at it as a learning opportunity, you get really excited about it. Cause you're like, oh, okay. Like we had like a miscommunication, but now here's how I can like figure out how to like do that, not let that happen again or do something different. And so it's like that, that, that kind of excitement that comes from learning and from like finding new, new solutions is pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and I I definitely I like that the the third uh the third option and maybe a compromise isn't the way to go but maybe that third option is the way to go about it And, and definitely like travel is such a difficult thing to go through at times and it's extremely rewarding and I feel like the same thing is true with a relationship it can be extremely difficult to go through but it's extremely rewarding and um and just drawing from the two of you and in uh, learning from each other it's it just it's just an amazing way to go about it is traveling the world together oh yeah so right. when planning a trip who takes care of what
1: so I think we do a pretty good job at sharing the responsibilities I am very logistically focused so I take care of how are we getting to the airport what time are we landing? How do we get to our hotel? Where are we staying? What are the best restaurants in, in town? What are, like, the must-do things? And Tristan is um, big on, like, the relationship side of things. So do we know anyone that lives there? Is there anyone um, there that we could work with while we're there? Because we do a little bit of work um, on the side while we travel
2: what sort of social activities are going on? I always like to find like really like creative side of a city. I think we always end up finding like the, inno- the innovation side of a of a city and like the creative side of a city, in some way.
1: Yeah, nice. what's like the good? i likes like to find the good like concerts or music, DJs, artistic things to do, um, different festivals, stuff like that.
0: Nice. And how about the best destination that you two would recommend based on what you guys have liked the most?
1: I think we really enjoyed um, the whole Balkans area. Um, We did little road trips around. um, And so that's like, you know, we mentioned Albania being really lovely. um, And then Bosnia, Croatia, Montenegro, Serbia. Um, Serbia, Greece, they're all just like, you know, kind of in the same general vicinity. Mm. <laughs> um, and so we spent, I mean, we spent pretty much the entire summer in the Balkans and we just had the best time. It was, the people were so nice. The food was amazing. It was really easy to travel around in a car or even even in planes. Um, but it, we love road trips. We're huge road trippers. And so um, that was that was really special for us, I think. Yeah, yeah,
2: we took a trip from uh, Tirana to Dubrovnik, and uh, and we like got up at like you know four four a.m. so we could get out to go kayaking in this like northern part of Albania, and then we we spent a night in Montenegro, and then we got to Dubrovnik, and it was like the ca- like the castle was amazing, and there was these amazing, cool little rocky cliffs you could like swim down all by yourself, and. And so yeah there was a lot of a lot of good memories definitely from the Balkans whether there were foodie memories or
0: mm-hmm. road memories Yeah, myself and Natalie were actually thinking of doing uh, a similar road trip through the Balkans. Did you guys have any difficulty like did you guys rent a car? Did you have any difficulties getting around at any point?
2: Nothing too bad. Uh, the, the we we did hear, had, get some interesting advice in Albania and they go no Americans should drive at night here. <laughs> two, more than two people told us that and we're like, uh, okay, look, I can, I can confirm that we, we did drive at night. It was okay. There were some
1: potholes uh, on the I, highway, but nothing, nothing we couldn't handle.
2: Yeah. I think it was mainly that, okay, there's like a lot of dogs wandering around and the highway like could also, there could be a pothole and you wouldn't see it cause there's not great lighting. And so it's just like little things like that. But I think it was pretty the only thing that I would I would mention is that there's like when you're crossing from like you know Croatia is EU and you're crossing into like uh Montenegro or Bosnia then like there's a kind of an ins- extra insurance requirement in between countries so like you if you're renting a car uh depending how you rent it we ended up renting from our our like uh our landlord uh cuz we were living in in Tirana but Yeah, I think like this, there's like an extra insurance requirement. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty easy going. Um, that was actually probably another much shorter kind of funny story was because we we were in like southern Albania and we're like, okay, let's take, we got to get to this place to go rafting, uh, in time, you know, in the morning. So again, we got up super early and we took the fastest route out of three routes on Google Maps. The fastest route and the shortest route was the same, same path and it ended up, being this, this like crazy, like broken down road that was probably created by the Ottomans when they <laughs> ruled the area, and it was like we were like driving through like mud slicks that like it was like we're on the edge of a cliff, and then we're like driving through this like super rocky, w- rashed out road for like three hours, and oh, we're like, no. will it end? Because we had to be like so on top of what was going on, because we're like. Also, this car we had wasn't that great, so we're, like, waiting for it to pop a tire, and then, like, we hadn't seen anyone the whole time. So, like, we were going (laughs) to be – so so keep an eye – think about that, you know, about what uh, route planning because Definitely some of the roads are fun to go on because they're kind of, like, out there, but then some are, like, really bad, and you don't probably want to be on it.
1: Google Maps told us it would be about two hours, and I think it was about four and a half hours of just, like, this crazy road with – with no one but we saw a handful of sheep herders that's about it
2: and one one sheep dog that tried to like kill our car and like was biting our rim and our tire as we were driving and, like, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> someone's gonna get hurt go away go away <laughs> <laughs> that's that is really interesting so uh any more advice you want to give couple travelers out there in respect to their relationship in traveling
1: I think that something that we thought would would come easy was just, like, we're spending all this time together. Like, we're we're really – it's going to be great, and it's going to be so easy to, like, you know, improve our relationship. But you actually still need to set time aside to talk about, um, you know, what's been your challenges the past month, what's been your joys, what do you want to focus on this next month, like being really – like really thinking about what what you desire rather than just assuming it's all going to come naturally. Um, I think that's been that's been important to us, and now we have we even schedule a day in our calendar every month to just kind of have this this specific intentional time together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Uh, and do you feel that it's really helped uh, since deciding to do that?
2: Oh yeah, it's not always easy, and we're definitely not perfect at it, but. Having like this, uh, these these check ins after not letting too much time pass, really, that's the goal. Like, it's not, don't let, you know, two months pass without really having a deeper check in with your partner. And, Cause, like, there's just things that you don't realize, you know, it's, there's no way to be 100%. There's no such thing as perfect love, right? Like, you, there's always going to be things that, like, don't fit or, like, you're, you're different. Like, and so, like, not, not taking the time to kind of just, like, talk and, like, ask a few questions like what were the challenges of the last month or what were the joys what are you trying to do more of and then you know how to like to support the other person and so you know I think like really that that can really build a strong
0: partnership definitely yeah great great advice so now we're gonna dive into we did that and talk a little bit about you guys travels and your Instagram and website and everything you got going on here so first things first where did the name "We Did That" come from?
2: Well, we were we had just gotten married, and we were sitting at home in San Francisco, and we were just like, "Hey, we should probably like start an account for like when we start traveling," and so we're like looking around on Instagram to like find some, find something that was kind of fun and and like maybe could work into like us also having a family and just like you know it's kind of like timeless. And we like typed in like we did that, and we're like, how how is this not like <laughs> taken already? We, we, you know, we're we're definitely not anywhere new to to or, or you know new to Instagram, and so we just got I think we just kind of got lucky, and we were like we were also kind of like behind the name. We we're like, well, we want to do things that like we want to be fun and like down to earth and like just be ourselves and you know like there's a lot of like instagram personalities out there that probably are much different than they are at home and we wanted to like just be completely genuine mm-hmm. and so we're just like well let's just let's do this one and just try to do like fun quirky things and and uh and, and that'll be like kind of a reminder a constant reminder to always be like trying to like you know go dune bugging in the you know turkish desert and stuff like that
0: gotcha so, did this, did this all evolve from the Instagram account? Did you guys decide to, to begin with an Instagram account and then you kind of branched out to start the website and everything?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, it started on Instagram and then we're like, well, we should have, you know, we should just have a, a place for maybe longer form content. So, we've, uh, and I, I used to do a lot of video editing and I've kind of been getting back into it recently. And so, we like started a YouTube and so we're trying to like, uh, give a few different modes of like re- recapping and remembering what we've been doing and where we've been going. And
1: yeah, I feel like it's, it's just as much for us to kind of remember, um, that as it is for, for
0: any of our followers or viewers. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, traveling itself can be a full time job, you know, planning the next destination or even the destination that you're at. What are you going to do the next day? It gets difficult to be able to update an Instagram or update a website consistently. How do you guys go about doing this? Um, how do you guys juggle all of these responsibilities that come with traveling together and uh, updating everything that you got going online?
1: Yeah, we we definitely aren't as diligent as probably a lot of travel bloggers and Instagrammers are. We, we kind of do it when we when we feel like doing it Mm -hmm. um don't like schedule time specifically to work on things so like you know after a trip where we just had a lot of video footage Tristan will sit down and be like I feel like making a video today and whether that's like you know two days later or two months after we left um it's kind of you know when inspiration strikes um we definitely don't have like like a a Publishing or content calendar or anything like that. Um, I we it. talk about it, but you know, we try to still um, feel like this year is is first and foremost for us, um, and we don't want to make it feel like work.
2: Yeah, I like I have this thing called like the inspiration reaction, and it's like kind of like you should basically have a very quick reaction to whenever you're inspired. And so I think try we just kind of like allow our t- ourselves more time and space to to feel that, and like since we have more time although traveling has has been way busier than we could have than we really thought in the beginning because we thought oh we're gonna have time to pick up all these extra hobbies and it's like well <laughs> when you're moving around every couple weeks it's you you run out of time really fast and so we've we've cherished the times when we're in places longer but also like been okay like long- like, hey, like this is a lifestyle. It's not just uh, it's not just a vacation. And so when we have uh, if we if we feel like you know staying inside the hotel all day, it's totally cool, you know. And so we just kind of have to have to also adjust and be cool with that as well as as a, a different workflow and like, you know, living being a living and working on the road in that sense.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, with all this stuff, photography, video, uh, writing on the blog, who takes care of what?
1: So I do a lot of our photo editing and coming up with captions and that kind of thing. Danielle's
2: the photographer for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Tristan is um, really really a great video editor. So he does a lot of any any sort of video for Instagram or YouTube. He puts a lot of our stories together because he he's got a very bold and bright personality. I love when he kind of is narrating what we're doing. He's really fun to watch and he's really a big goofball. Mm-hmm. So uh, we kind of share. We share uh, the responsibilities pretty equally and kind of tap into our strengths.
0: Gotcha. Nice. And when it comes to posting on Instagram, obviously, you guys have got this momentum going uh, with your followers and uh, engagement, and even even your photo editing is very uh, very consistent, and it, it really brings out you know. Uh, each picture it's it's really nice the detail that you bring out in in your photos and even your composition everything that you guys got going on it's obviously uh experience has helped you evolve this to a certain point where you guys are now what, what kind of tip would you give somebody that's just starting out their Instagram? Whether that be, you know, uh, taking the photo or editing the photo or getting that first momentum going in Instagram to get those first few followers and engaged followers. Yeah,
1: that's a really good question. I think one um, one thing that's been working for us is really being true to ourselves and posting what feels good to us. Like I, w- I started out doing a bunch of research. We both looked into a bunch of these like successful travel Instagrams and it's really easy to fall into this like cookie cutter type formatting. Um, and that makes it really hard to stand out. And so, you know, what we're trying to do is, is be our authentic selves and really show like what we're actually doing and not we don't really ever like stage a photo we're actually taking photos of things that we're really doing um, and I, I hope that that's something that kind of shines through because we don't we don't want to be the, kind of a, a pretend account or show things that like we think other people want to see we want to like I said we're kind of doing this for ourselves and so we want to remember these experiences that we really had
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah and I really like that I really like you know capturing the moment or uh, you know, not just setting up the camera and being like models and trying to show off something, right? You guys are really capturing moments and memories in your Instagram. It's really refreshing. It's really nice.
2: Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: So, uh, so getting into your travel lifestyle, you guys are traveling the world right now. And uh, what kind of advice would you give another couple that's trying to do the same? you know live a more travel lifestyle kind of get away from their nine to fives maybe and to jump into this world
2: i think one piece of advice we received that was uh so simple but so true is like there's never a best time and i think that's one thing that we kind of we set a date like we were like that's why the beginning of the year we just kind of were like we're gonna do it then and so we'll have to plan around. We'll have to stop some commitments. We'll have to we'll plan around that. I don't know. Like we kind of have this belief that you know everything's on a spectrum, and and we like to live in the gray area. Yeah. And and that's like you know okay like there you could have this you know you know this what the white picket there's like kind of like the white picket fence sort of world, mm-hmm. and then maybe like the you know extreme you know traveler nomad world and we're just like you know i think everyone should kind of you know find that you know kind of inspiration inside of them it's just like where do they feel pulled to what do they want to learn about you know uh just like and and that comes out you know in people how people share their stories uh if they really like tell it because everyone is you know you can either uh you know abide by like the fight club you know, there is no one is a beautiful snowflake sort of thought yeah. or you can like, think everyone actually is a beautiful snowflake and they just have to like be confident and like lean into what that is. And so that's, I think, what one thing that we think about often.
0: That's nice. That's really good advice, too. There really isn't a perfect time. There really isn't. So it is this big leap. But if you believe in yourselves, if you work hard, you know, you uh, know, This lifestyle, I mean, do you guys feel this lifestyle is worth the effort, is worth working hard for?
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, this is what we've been dreaming about since we first met each other. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves like, this is happening right now and something that, you know, we don't know when we'll, we'll get the chance to be able to travel like this for an extended amount of time ever again in our lives. So we're really trying to cherish it and um, really just enjoy these these moments that we have before, you know, babies come into the picture mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's we wouldn't ask for anything, anything different.
2: Or at least for until baby school comes into the picture.
0: <laughs> it, the br-
2: the Bucket family too, so yeah. maybe we can.
0: On. that brings up the another question is when you guys do uh, start that family that next chapter in your lives are you going to continue this lifestyle or has this not been discussed yet and i shouldn't really bring it up
1: hopefully <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it it's something that you know we're not we're not really sure we we kind of like to keep our options open um, we don't know if we'll move back to the Bay Area or, you know, try living abroad for a little bit somewhere or just keep traveling with, with the baby in tow. Um, it's kind of TBD. So, um, that's a good question that we don't know the answer to yet.
2: Mm-hmm. One, one way we think of, think about it is we're like always looking for a home. You know, and uh, and what and what is home to us? Like redefining it, and so we 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 kind of always like leave that in every place we go and say, hey, you know, we're we're totally open if uh, you know, for the right, if this feels right, then we're like very open to a lot of different places that we've been.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really cool. And Canada always has room for uh, a couple of Minnesotans and their family. So just keep that in mind. (laughs)
2: Love Canada. I mean, we've been we especially love Canada because we've been watching The Handmaid's Tale recently and <laughs> I really love Canada
0: now. <laughs> that's awesome. So, what's next for the two of you and we did that. Um,
2: that's a great, you know, a great question. I think we are continuing our travels. We're into next year. We, you know, we kind of set a year initially, but we're going to keep going and there's no real like technical end date right now. We're we're probably like interested in like actually pursuing that idea of home a little bit more and, and like once in that into 2019 and then seeing like, okay, like if we get to Melbourne or Cape Town or if there's opportunities to to maybe even like live there longer and work there, um, you know, trying that, you know, while we're still traveling and, and just staying somewhere for a longer period. And so we're kind of looking for some of those opportunities that this next year and, uh, and, and I don't know, and maybe maybe a long a longer road trip if we end up making it back to North America, you know, Canada, U.S., Mexico. Like we're like we we've talked about it retrofitting a van and and driving around and kind of again taking that like search of a home to like different cities that we've heard about or think are interesting mm-hmm. and driving coast to coast. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, there's a lot. It's it's limitless. There's lots of potential. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's an idea that me and Natalie always throw around is, you know, getting that van or getting something and just going on a road trip that you can actually live out of that, that van or that bus. That's a really cool idea.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think a lot of people are obviously getting into it these days, and it makes a ton of sense. Even my brother was kind of doing that, driving around and, like, uh, uh, climbing mountains, and he was uh, he put one of those uh, tent rigs that you can put on top of your car, and they were just sleeping out of that nice. tent <laughs> where they went so a lot of a lot of ways to
0: do it that's awesome well there you have it danielle and tristan sharing their travel stories with you today on the to the nations worldwide travel couple Podcast. i want to say a very special thank you to our guests thank you so much danielle and tristan for joining us on this episode thank you thanks for having us i just want to hand the floor over to the two of you let the let our audience know where they can uh find you where they can reach out to you where where do you want them to go
1: yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram, where just we did that one word, um, or find us on our blog, heywedidthat.com,
2: and up and coming new videos on on YouTube, which is hey we did that.
0: Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com/31. That's episode 31 for this show notes and to learn more about we did that also uh, leave a comment on the page let us know what's holding you back from taking that leap into this travel lifestyle we'll be sure to get back to you and if you'd be so so, so kind please help us share this podcast subscribe on your your google play your stitcher your podcast app and leave us a review We'll be sure to consistently deliver you more information about the world of travel couples. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie, hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.